Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited to continue talking about God's love and goodness toward us. Many people have a hard time conceiving that God is a good and loving God. Part of the problem is they fail to realize that there is an evil devil and he is behind all that is bad and evil on earth. Therefore, what the devil does, they blame on God, thinking that if God is all powerful, he should not allow bad things to happen. Well, the truth is God has empowered man to do something about the evil on earth. The man that God created in his image is responsible for all the bad and evil on earth. Now, even with that, God gave the ultimate sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, to bring good back on earth. Through Jesus, we can be a receiver of God's goodness. In Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it says, the goodness of God leads to repentance. Repentance simply means a change of mind. God wants to do you so good that you change your mind about him and change your mind about adopting a better way of living. I saw God do this with me. I saw him open doors for me uh, when I didn't think I deserved it. I saw him answer prayers for me when I didn't think I deserved it. And it changed my mind about him. And it changed my mind about doing things that were destroying my life. His goodness toward me blew me away. He loved me as I was and began to change me to be a better man. Some of you, when you began to read the New Testament for yourself, you're going to get angry. Angry that you believe what religious people were saying about the God of the Bible when you now have come to see the truth of who he really is. Even some of the Old Testament gives a better picture of how good our God is than the religion of today. I'm going to go to Psalms 23. Now, here's the thing. David wrote this psalm. And David was a shepherd. And so he's describing the Lord as a shepherd in this psalm. And many people read this psalm at a funeral. This psalm is for the living. This psalm is for those that are coming after God, that he can begin to show his goodness to them. Verse one says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You see, David understood that the shepherd was responsible for the sheep. And he was the one that was leading these sheep to uh, all that they need of. They were totally dependent on him. And he's telling us here that if we'll uh, let God be our shepherd, if we'll get close enough that we can hear him and let him lead us, he's saying in this verse that we will want for nothing. And he eventually came to that place because he was promoted as king and he wanted for nothing. Verse two says this, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. You see, if we allow the shepherd to lead us, he's going to make us to lie down in a place of comfort. 
and he's going to lead us in a place that's peaceful. Verse three says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is why a lot of people uh, have this read at a funeral. This is telling us in this life, when we go through a shadow of death, when we go through a shadow of a tough time, and by the way, a shadow never hurt anybody. See, the devil is behind invoking fear. And if he can invoke fear, he can shut out God from moving in your life and he can get involved in your life. But God is telling us in this verse that do I walk through a tough time? Don't be afraid because he's with us. The God who created everything is with me. He's telling us that I'll comfort you. I'll encourage you during these seasons. This is what's available to us. This is his goodness that's available as we draw closer to him. Verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I want you to understand with this verse, he said, I'm preparing a table in the presence of my enemies is what he's saying here. Therefore, God is almighty. The enemy, the devil can't stop me from getting anything that God has for me. If I will follow his process, if I'll get to know him and I'll let him be the shepherd of which David is talking about here. Verse five again. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over. Verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God wants to run you down with goodness and mercy, giving you mercy that you don't deserve and goodness that you did nothing to earn. And it will change your mind about him and about doing good to others like he has done to you. Jesus did this to a man in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Here's what it said. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. During the time of this, uh, everybody in that area hated the tax collector. Now, verse 3. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short statue. In other words, he was short. So he climbed up into a tree. Verse four says this. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Now, you can bet that there were religious people that were making these comments. But it shows you the love of God and the love of Jesus. Verse 8. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I'll restore fourfold. In other words, four times what he took. Verse nine. And Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus did not come for religious people. He came for those that were lost. He came for those of us who needed a savior, who needed help. And look what he did for this man. 
Okay. He came and showed love to this man. He showed love and goodness to the man. And look what it did. It changed the man's mind about God. And it changed the man's mind about how he was living. And he said, I'm going to give half of my money away. And if I've taken advantage of somebody, I'm going to give them fourfold. Look at that. That is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. This is what God wants to do in our lives, in your life. I'm going to go to Psalms 34 verses 8 through 10. This again is David talking. He said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no one to those who fear or reverence him. Verse 10 says that the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You know, here is a man that got to know God and not religion. So listen how David's talking. He said, oh, taste and see. I mean, he is describing God as tasteful. That's not the religion of today. God is tasteful. He said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear or reverence the Lord, his saints, for there is no want to them that reverence him. And then he says, he says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. See, you need to taste for yourself and see that God is good. Seek him by reading his word and spending time in prayer. And one day you will not want for one good thing. You can, by going after God, cause him to release more and more of his goodness in your life. I'm going to Psalms 103. Here's what it says, verse one. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Did you hear that? There are benefits in the kingdom. And most people don't understand that there are benefits. They're available to us. Verse three, he's going to start describing the benefits. Who has forgiven all of your iniquities and who has healed all of your diseases this is all a part of the package with God. It's all available to us. Verse four, who redeems your life from destruction. And boy, don't I know about this. See, I was headed to an early grave when God came into that smoke infested room and I was not going to make it to age 25. And he redeemed my life from destruction. And it goes on to say, who has crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercies. You know, a crown that's put on your head, everybody sees it. This is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to do you so good and that people can look and say, boy, there's something about this person. God is really being good to them. It says who has crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercies. This is God. This is a picture of what God wants to do in our lives and in your life. Verse five says this, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. He wants to get you to talk and better. See, you can talk your way into a better life, believe it or not, because you're made in the image of God. And God is a speaking being, and he made you to be a speaking being. And you can begin to talk and have conversation and expectation by words that are coming out of your mouth, and you can talk your way into a better life. Listen to the verse again, who satisfies your mouth with good things. And then he says, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I've seen God a couple of times already renew my youth, and I'm expecting it to continue to happen until I'm done on this earth. Verse six, 
The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. In other words, if you're in Christ, you've been made the righteousness of God. And he's saying in this verse that I'm going to bring to light that you are the righteousness of God. Judgment is for the enemy, the devil that is working to trying to stop things from happening in your life. And God is saying that I'm going to execute righteousness and I'm going to bring forth judgment on your behalf for all those that are oppressed. Verse seven, he made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. His way is faith. His way is believing that you have received what he said about you. And then his acts, well, we can read the whole Bible, all the miracles that have taken place. And I've shared with you on a number of episodes, some of the things that God has done in my life that are evident that I'm walking with a God. He wants to do that and show that in your life. Verse eight, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. So whatever you've done in the past, I don't care how bad it is, it's cleaned, it's washed. If you've accepted Christ, it's washed away. How far away? Listen to verse 11. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. We have benefits in God's kingdom. But if you don't know what the benefits are, you don't know what to expect. See, when I know the benefits, I can have faith to receive them. I'm going to continue on to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm showing you that God is a good God and he wants to pour out his goodness on you. He wants to pour and pour and pour. But it's a matter of us renewing our mind to who he is and allow his goodness to change us and transform us. Ephesians chapter one, verses three through 11. Here's what it says. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. You see, we've been placed in Christ. I've shared this before, that when he says every spiritual blessing, that means everything that we, everything we have in Christ, because everything started in the spirit. So it goes from the spirit into this natural realm. So he's telling us that all things are ours in Christ. Verse four, just as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He's telling us God has adopted us and he's not treating, treating us like a child that was adopted. He's treating us as if we are Christ now because we are one with Christ. Verse six, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, which he has made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. 
in him, talking about us being in him, also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Did you hear that? He's telling us that we have an inheritance in Christ. God has an inheritance that he wants to give us. You don't earn an inheritance. A good father only wants to see that his son has grown up and is able to be responsible with the inheritance, and then he will give him the inheritance. God wants to do the same thing with you, and then you will do good with it like he has done good to you. That's the process that God wants. He wants to shower you with his goodness and it will lead to you changing your mind. It will lead to you repenting and allowing God to be more visible in your life and be able to tell others about your mighty God as they see him at work in your life. I'm at Psalms 115 verses 12 through 15. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. And we're in there. Verse 13. He will bless those who fear the Lord or reverence the Lord, both small and great. He doesn't care what part of the kingdom you're in. He wants to bless the small and the great. Verse 14, may the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth. God wants to increase you and your children more and more. Take the time to get to know him. Start by reading the New Testament daily, taking time to pray unto God daily. You know, if you knew that there was hidden treasure in your backyard, how often would you dig for it? Probably every day, even if you had a job and you knew there was treasure in your backyard that could supply everything that you have need of. When you got off work, the first thing you do, probably even before you went to work, you'd be digging until you found that treasure. Well, I'm telling you, that digging for a relationship with God is all that and more. Not only can he meet all of your tangible needs, but also give you joy and peace and purpose and fulfillment in every area of your life. His goodness is ready to run you over. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay. We'll see you on the next episode. I was